to episode 616. Here we are. 616. Um, We just had a great chat, and now we are ready to record. It's so special. So Um, special. Do you have anything you want to share about yourself before we begin? Do I have anything I want to share? Um, I'm a single lady again. <gasps> That's right. Yes. Yeah. You're on the Soft prowl. launch never really did solidify. Turned well, that, into a hard launch. Yeah. That's why the soft launch is genius. Yeah. I get it now. I get it now. It's, self, yeah. it's like a self-preservation. It's like we'll in see. a way. I don't know why. We'll see. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, not that. It's not that. It's, it's Well, kind you know, of is kind because of. it's like. It's not quite the word. This is new. Things are happening. Feeling it out. Yeah. yeah. Here's right. what I've decided. Yeah. I'm going to be friends with somebody first. Oh, first. First. Okay. That, like, like very, yeah. I need to, because, like, I need, like, Someone you already know, you think? Get, I need, like, three mean, months. No, no, not somebody I already oh, okay. know. I need okay. three months of, like, getting to know somebody before I, like, commit to being in, t- in a... I just dive in feet first, head first, whichever one. Are you first. allowed to kiss your this friend, or is it truly like? No, friend? I think I will not kiss this friend. Nobody's going to go for this. Nobody will be like, okay, I'll just sit around for three months and be your. No, friend. they can date other people. They can do uh, that. They can do whatever they want. I think I'm that confident in winning whatever competition. You I, do like, love a competition. I know. I, I'm that com- CC. I bring both <laughs> of those things. Comedy, comedy and confidence. Double C's, you guys. Double C's. We have a whole thing with my double A's. <laughs> my double D's. Yeah. Okay. I actually great. found out it was not an A cup. So nice to know that I am. Are D- you? You're not heartbroken though. Should we say that? No, no, I'm not. No, you're fine. You're fine. no. Because here's what I I have dating in your 30s is the freaking best. Because I did not uh, think that's what you were going to say. Well, I mean, it's terrible to date. <laughs> dating in, is terrible. At but any age. dating in your 30s, I should say breaking up in your 30s is great. Okay. Over 30 is great. Why? Because I feel like I'm more sure of what I want, I'm less willing to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. and tolerate things that I'm not comfortable with. I yeah. speak up more. If there's something that bothers me, I address it in the moment. And I think that makes it so things become, you can part ways before it becomes too enmeshed. Yeah. And it's sort of like goodbye and it's okay. Yeah. And it's respectful and it's there's a mutual understanding, uh, and like I feel like it's it's easier if you've done the work, if you've like know yourself, it's easier to identify the, the reasons why it wouldn't be a successful relationship. And like you know, my mom gave me this nice little metaphor I use it all the time. Um, uh, some people are sunflowers, and some people are tulips. And sunflowers grow with sunflowers, and tulips grow with tulips. They're both beautiful flowers. It doesn't mean that like tulips suck and sunflowers are great, whatever, you know. But if I'm like a sunflower and I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of a tulip, then it's great. You go, you are not. We're not going to be able to survive in the same environment. And, yeah. You know. Okay. So yeah. that's it. I think that it's much easier, and it's. I never. It's never like, oh, these people are bad people or whatever. You know. It's just. 
nope, this just it's isn't not the, the right match. That, not the right match. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and I think people will be glad that you're fine. And oh yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I do feel like I'm becoming a little... Uh, what's the word? Like, well, I should just say that the definition of love has changed and, and evolved mm-hmm. and feel it, the, the difference between the physiological feelings mm. that we ident- often identify or label as love versus what love really is or means and anybody day to day yes yes yeah Yeah. i like to see you know it's like anybody could have fun at disneyland but who do you want to be stuck in traffic on the way home with that is a good way to put it yeah Mm -hmm. another one is sally rice's best yeah she's got all the greatest hits (laughs) yes yes wise words because right Anybody can have fun at Disneyland. Right. You got to be it's like Oprah the says about home. fame like a lot of people want to ride in a limo, but who wants to be with you when the limo breaks down? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's, yeah. Uh, it's the same exact same I call thing. them chips are down friends. Yeah. When the oh chips my are gosh. down, who do you go to? Suze, you can have my some of my chips. <laughs> right. Sarah is like that. So true. Yeah, she, she would be like, I don't. Need, I didn't even want these chips anyway. Yeah, I'll share them with you. I got you forever, always. <laughs> when your chips are down or up or whatevs. Okay. Well, so are you on the market, or are you just like gonna lay low? I'm just What's gonna lay plan? low. I think I want to focus on growing my practice. Mm. I am open now to taking new clients. Okay. If anybody is looking for If you're thinking about therapist. it, do it because Sarah fills up fast. I do. So, Thank you, Susie. Yeah. Yeah. So if she has some openings, you I might want to get in there. Mm-hmm. Well, the getting I, think I have good. like about three spots. Okay. So, yeah. That's also a good sign. That means like people have graduated. Yeah. That's great. That's <laughs> success stories. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All like right, ebbs and flows, you know, people come, people go. They can always come back. It's great. Love therapy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm just kind of, kind of, here, I'm very much looking forward to what I haven't experienced, what I realized I didn't even get to really enjoy. I have not been like single and like enjoying 
going out where I live. That's true. All I did was go snowboarding for the last three months. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I have You've not been I have yet to like, be, yeah. I, you know, and I would like go to a restaurant <laughs> with my girlfriends, but like we're definitely not going to the bar afterwards or like. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. What do people do? Like, is that a thing ladies in their 30s do who are single? Like, what happens? There's I have really no fucking no... clue. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you're not going to meet any eligible bachelors at, uh, even though I had the best, we had so much fun. It was so fun. Uh, my friend Jesse and I went to the Little Mermaid cocktail experience. Not going to meet your, my future husband there. No, you're not. Nope. You will meet some great friends and and gay yes. loved ones yes exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. which is always welcome yep but always no but that, that was it oh yeah. god speaking of which Sus, at this yeah. experience yeah there was the one of the things we hate the most that ruins any experience like this mm. somebody who didn't know what the definition of immersive little mermaid experience meant and thought maybe it meant interactive Oh, no. No. Oh, yes. Tell me what it looked like. The loud heckler. But not really the heckler. The participant slash commenter on everything. So much, so bad that (sighs) the actors said, and because it was like very jokey, very like playful, actually used the line, why don't you shut the fuck up? Yep. No. Yep. Was this a man doing it? No, a woman. Oh, no. Drunk? Yeah, definitely had a few before they, she got there. And it was called the co- Little Mermaid Cocktail Experience. So, uh, mm. I, so some, of the, some of the things that Jesse and I were like, that's, I went with Jesse. Shout out, Jesse. A uh, cu- couple of the things we were like, we were t- the whole time like giving each other eyes and like being like, oh my God, can you? Like, everybody was. There was of even course. people at other tables. We were like, oh my God. So one thing that we noticed, none of her friends were stopping her. Which that means, is a red flag. Yes. Yeah. Either she's always like this, they tried and she, they can't stop her or they allow this kind of behavior. Yeah. Either one, terrible. Or they encourage it. It mm, could, yeah, could feel a little bit like that. Oh, my God. But there was a table of, like, ten of them. You'd think at a table of ten, somebody there would have a little bit, like, wherewithal to be like, shh, shh, shh. Oh, man, that is brutal. Oh, I mean, I was was close to, like. Yeah, eventually. Being like, yo. Zip it. Being like the actor, shut the fuck up. Can you imagine how bad you'd have to be for the actor to work into the line the the scene an opportunity to tell you to shut the fuck up i can't believe that this was like a a show that you saw yeah it was so it was like the story of the little mermaid but you the and the cocktails were fantastic i got to say we both went in with this idea that it, they were going to be like really sugary and like you know the, like the fishbowl thing were like little fit but no they were really like classy cocktails and really not and they came in cool things like it'd be a treasure you'd get a treasure chest and you'd open up the treasure chest and it would the witch was like talking about how she's like making a potion to steal like the voice and blah 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 and there was like characters like playing like actors playing you know ariel uh uh prince eric and 
the sea witch. Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. And, but they call her a sea witch because it's like not the Disney version. And they That's did a whole, what I'm like, wondering. They did a whole little song about how like. This is not sanctioned. This is not the Disney version because we can't do the Disney version. And it was like really cute. The whole thing was very like tongue in cheek, very like. It's comedy. Like, it was... I can't believe they get away with it, though. You know how Disney is famously, like, strict. Well, you know what? They 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 pitch it as Hans Christian Andersen. Well, and then fair enough. Yeah. Oh, Because that, you, that, no problem. So, it was... But it was very funny. And so, like, when the witch was doing her potion, she's giving you instructions on, like, what to do. And you have, like, three different... Uh, uh, like little mixtures and you pour them into one and then you put three drops from a dropper and like all oh this stuff. God. So it was cute. You probably would have hated it. I would have hated it. For sure. How but is there it's even right up my alley. Market? How is there enough people to make an entire business out of this that want to go? How is that possible to me? And there were multiple show times. It's sold it it's like a tour. It go it's oh, like okay. Okay. And it, it's, it's not only there, all there the for time. a limited time. Okay, yeah. Got it. And it's there for a limited time. It's like a I think they came up with a lot of these kind of things during COVID and mm. well, not maybe not the drink experience, but like different kind of, of ways. I think when the restaurant business yeah, maybe took a dive, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was I'm definitely it was like a fun, we went like four o'clock on a Saturday and then went out to dinner afterwards, like you know, boozy and it was so fun. And My goodness. It's like good times with the gal Good pals. times. Good for you. I would. So, yeah. You're right. I would have hated it. You totally. Um, instead of doing that, I probably would rather just have a therapy session with Betterhelp. You might need a therapy session with BetterHelp <laughs> if you went to that. Well, if I met that Deal lady with you the described. heckler for freaking sure. For Everybody sure. in that audience needs a session with Better. That woman needs a session with BetterHelp. The only time I was ever heckled when I did stand-up comedy was when I was nine months pregnant and I went up and did jokes about pregnancy and some lady was like, it's beautiful. Like she was mad that I was making light Oh, shut up, lady. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, if you need therapy like the lady that went to my show did, uh, BetterHelp is a great option because we all need a little help. And this you can do from the comfort of your home or office or whatever because it's online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And um, it's affordable and you can be matched with someone in under 48 hours. And they have a deal for you guys. Brain Candy listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash brain candy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash brain candy. I mean, come on. You're stressed. Yeah. You need a little, yeah. little help. They got Hello. you covered. Okay. I'm glad you had fun. Anyway. Thank you. Oh, a Brainiac uh, suggested that I watch this um, documentary on Amazon Prime called Chicken People. Susie, I saw your post that you put up for this. Yeah. I was going to watch it last night. No. Yes. I'm telling you, you I am like inside your brain. Probably just because of that something synesthesia thing we learned about. But I swear, (laughs) I was looking at that and then I'm like, uh, I don't know if it'll actually be good. Yeah. The next morning I wake up to you basically confirming or like like telling me, yes, you should have watched it. And it's not new. Like I mentioned last time. It's from 2015. What? And so this is like... Not a new documentary, 
And like I mentioned last episode, these people, you could tell, like, they were still in that age of innocence that we didn't know we were in. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Before the world turned upside down. Mm -hmm. And what I really loved about it was, I mean, it is fun to hear about, like, the competition. And, like, there's this book called The Standard. It's called (laughs) The Standard of Expectation, I think. Or the standard of perfection, one of them. Yeah. And it and like it says, this breed of chicken, here's what we want. They you know, they're what is this, this is thing the West called Minister up here? Job like the top show for chickens. Yeah. Well, I don't remember and what the name is. And think about how that. kooky the Westminster dog show people are, the people who show dogs. Imagine how much kookier yeah. the people who show chickens. Truly. Are and you're be. right about that. Because it right? isn't sophisticates. The dog show, I think, is more of like sophisticates, like where yeah. they like they're yeah. well to do and like wasn't, yeah. But these still people kooky. are like kind of like farm people that are like. I know I always claim oh everybody gosh. is. <laughs> they're the Westminster rejects who's like we'll make our own. Yeah, like they're people that are believe in Tell excellence. Tell me, I can't in enter Clucky in the Westminster dog show. I'll make my own dog show. Yes, but I'll be a chicken show. Yeah, so they become obsessed and they want to breed this whatever is the perfect chicken in their category. So that is fun. And like hearing like what makes Makes a good chicken in the eyes of these people is interesting. But what made it watchable really was that they, one woman had struggled with alcoholism and she Mm -hmm. had five kids and whatever and she had become a single mom and whatever. And she ended up being an alcoholic and then quit. And, you know, alcohol, uh, addiction transfer can happen where you then become addicted yes. to something else. Yes. And in this case, it's chickens. Okay, And, well, like, chicken breeding. Get after it, lady. And that is a much healthier pursuit. Way healthier. And we'll take that. Like just the, each reduction. of their individual stories were compelling and like you got invested where you thought yes. you wanted them to be happy. There was no like bad person. Oh, I like that. Just a general good. You just want them, feel good. their chickens to do well and for all their hard work to pay off. What goes in, what does make a good chicken? Well, like each breed is different, but like I don't remember what the name it is of that thing on top, the red, like whatever rubbery thing on their head. Crown, maybe? Crown and the waddle. We'll call it the crown. And so this one breed has to have two that stick straight up and then the rest. The comb. Comb. Yes. Susie, why do I know this? This is, it's the Adderall. I was born in freaking Santa Monica. I'm just right. pulling things out of, yeah. Did you say it was crown? Comb. No, comb. Okay, two, the first two got to stick up, then the next ones all have to flop to the side <laughs> in a certain way. This and is like the dog show. Yes. Uh, and their feathers are supposed to be a certain color and a certain length. I like the ones that have the feathery to-do Hats. atop their head. Yeah. And they, they kind those. of look like they could be... Characters from the Muppets, like totally long necks. There's one kind called the Silkies. The Silkies. They're like black and like oh, just like oh. sexy little, little Susie cluckers. If, oh, I hope you are watching on <laughs> Patreon because cluckers. Susie just did an excellent neck move that is like 
maybe not meant to be an impression of a chicken, but does kind of look like a funky chicken. And it was funny how each of the owners would like describe the mating rituals and would like act it out. And oh my gosh. Then Wait, the mating it. ritual, because they got to breed them. They got to breed them and they showed it. It was oh. really disturbing actually, because it's like two seconds long. Wow. Like the, the man comes over and he'll either like da- do a dance or like find a worm or something. Uh-huh, and I'm familiar. The ladies, <laughs> <laughs> like they either give you a meal or like perform just like in humans. Two seconds long. And uh-huh. The ladies like plop down and get in position and then the men jump on their back and do whatever the hell. The, the women present themselves. And then two seconds later, it's over. That's it. That's it. And it's bizarre. But what huh. do you think it is that can make something go from, like, an interest and a hobby to, like, mm-hmm. obsession? Where that's, Community. like, your... Oh. Because they feel like they're a yeah. part of something bigger. Community and validation. Maybe. Yeah. And I think you get that validation with the community. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. Yeah. They feel like they belong. Feeling like they belong. It was totally fascinating. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Every one, any fast issue, that's why they have all those cons. Yes. And believe me, it is the same group of people. And I know that you guys are going to start giving me shit because I keep saying everyone's on the spectrum. But that's because that it interests me. When people's yeah. brains work different than mine, I want to know more. Like, well, what is it? And I think in these, in extreme subgroups, not yeah. extreme, but in subgroups mm-hmm. where the participants uh, 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 love of or fascination is a little extreme or over the top, that's naturally going to attract people whose personalities align with that in the same way we see a disproportional amount of people who have a a non-normative gender Mm -hmm. in the olympics why what are you saying because that attracts a different kind of physique a different like you see more so so in that great book the sports gene that i talk about all the time uh the ratio of participants who identify who have non-normative oh, like a whole bunch of different things so like um uh, uh what would you call that like like they present at, in a yeah. way that is un Atypical. Yeah, but in, in like different, it's it's not just people who are like trans or it's across the board. So it's like um, you see more rates of like Turner syndrome or XXY chromosome, like those kind of gender abnormal, or I don't know that there's a term I'm looking for that I can't remember, but non-normative or like basically that don't fall into the like male, female. The binary, non-binary. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. category in the Olympics because the nature of what the Olympics are attracts people who naturally will have like higher levels of cortisone. And I don't just mean like 
people who are trans. Like, I mean, like when they test them and they're like, wow, yeah, all of these runners have extremely high levels of testosterone as compared to the general population. Yeah, because of run, because doing that in and of yeah. itself will pull in that more. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing here. We're just yeah, the like nature a type of, of those sort of subgroups, like the, mm-hmm. a subgroup and like what being what that is, is going to draw more people who are on the spectrum because that the the traits of being on the spectrum. This is what I was saying about with. Tony Hawk. That Yes, totally. That was why my theory was that he may be on the spectrum because. Oh, I, now I watched it. He is. Yeah. I shouldn't say he is. Uh, who am I to hand out? But I would you agree. I would opinion. say that especially with that, that what other people said about him. Yeah. How they and noted that he had a focus. He had something that he couldn't. It was like an itch he couldn't scratch. It might be closer to OCD, though. I see. Because I, the word I was going to use was compulsion. He was yeah. compelled yeah. to continue. I would want to ask him what would be the consequence if you didn't. If like if you like, has there ever been a moment? Oh God, I'd be so interested to ask him some questions. Right, I know that's how I. As you know, I mean, my questions are like oh never God, ending. I want to be Tony Hawk's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he might already have one. I know, but that, like, my I think that that a that particular brain um, yes. functioning yes. can lend itself to excellence because of how. You process things, how you want to understand how things work, how you see humans in a more of a machination kind of way, a machination, where like we are kind of like machines in a certain way. Yes. And that you want to understand the physics of that, but yet you struggle to connect with people on a more emotional level. I think that that's... For sure. stands to reason. And in this case, I mean... The one guy, he's an engineer, so he really is fascinated by how things work, and he wants to engineer the perfect mm-hmm. chicken. Mm-hmm. It makes and sense. And this is his the same obsession. thing we saw in the Scrabble documentary. Yeah, and it's going to t- in the in the crossword puzzle documentary. It's yeah. going to pull those cu- because who else? Uh, I think a. a Somebody else might want more balance and a different, like, be like, eh, I'm kind of over that. Eh, I don't really care enough about that. But if that compulsion or that fixation or that there's some kind of, I don't know, deeper payout in that. that and he even said that, that he had trouble with relationships and that it cost him his girlfriend, even though she was Trump in the... social relationships. That yeah. is, I think, the biggest thing is... There isn't the risk, like a brain that maybe doesn't have more autistic traits or like traits that are along the lines of being on spectrum disorder, isn't going to sacrifice social relationships, social. Yeah, it's not worth it. Connection. It's not worth it to them. Mm -hmm. But if those kind of connections aren't important to you, then you're like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, this is my Go out. No, I'm, I'm going to not remember your anniversary because I'm too busy at this, like, skate competition or whatever. Yeah. You know? So wow, that was interesting. But the fact that it was specifically chickens was funny. Whatever. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, but now that reminds me, there's a great, uh, there's another show I watched called Seven Days Out. Have you seen this or heard of this? It's on Netflix. No, no. So it's seven days before these big events, and one of them was the Westminster Dog Show. Seven. Okay, okay, okay. So like this, and they go, they do a countdown like on day seven, on day six, on day five, up until like day one of it, and then they show like the day of. Best in show is the greatest mockumentary because of how so fucking good. close it is to real life. Uh, the whole right. time I'm like, oh my God, this is an actual character from that movie. And this movie came out years after. This is so funny. They, there's no way this is like, it, it's so it, that just that episode alone will have you cracking up. And I think it might be along the same lines. It's the more sophisticated version of the chicken people. So yeah, nice follow up. If you watch the chicken one and then are like, oh, what do I watch now? Seven days out. And where is, where did you say you watched Netflix. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's probably very similar. Yeah. Um, okay. There is a Dutch game show. Uh, I don't know what it's called or what the general premise is, but they, at least for one episode, maybe in general, they make men say whether this each of these women are pregnant or fat. No! Mm-hmm. Then they also made them choose, are their boobs real or fake? And is this person Chinese or Japanese? No! Yes. This is on television. Netherlands, uh, are you okay? Uh, uh, this is what happens when there's not enough diversity in a population. This is why... Diversity is important because if it's too, nobody was around, whoever, whatever production company put this forward, guaranteed didn't have anybody. And there's like a petition about it. And they're like, what? They do that thing where they kind of like Abercrombie did where they're like, what? We make fun of everybody. It's fine. No, you don't actually. You've only made fun of women and minorities. I don't see you making fun of Oh my right, gosh. Straight men. Yes. And you're oh. right. Like Does the, he have a big dick or a small dick? Now that's a that show I would game? watch. You want to And play then that you game? gotta show us. Come on. Please. Yeah, Sarah. Mm-hmm. But like I just when to think that this made it through the Right. Light that's the craziest. But well, that shows you that nobody else, nobody along. The, that's what I was saying, trying to say, but couldn't get my words out. Nobody in that chain of decision making was either a woman who felt like she had the like voice to be able to speak up, or a minority who like there was nobody in there who it felt like, like the, mm, maybe this not. is why. This is why a diversity in the workplace. And I was just matters. telling this. I was just telling this to my lesbians about how I consider myself a very progressive liberal woman. Yes. But 
even for me, who is around gay people all the time, I only recently have started seeing um, gay relationships um, depicted in the things I'm consuming. And at first, it's like jarring where you're like, huh, that's new. It's like novel. That's the word I would use. Yeah, you notice it. Yeah, Yeah. and then the more I'm seeing it, the less of a thing it is. Yes. And how, like, representation matters. Now, conservatives, like um, religious conservatives who are anti-gay... Yeah, would say yes. That's the whole problem. It like desensitizes you, and so then you get used to it, and it's not taboo. But yeah, like that's because they're bigots. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it means a lot to me just to be able to see it and have it not be notable and just be like any other. Because yeah. can you imagine? I'm sure you've thought about this already, but I would have hated if I were an LGBTQ person to have been confronted constantly with heteronormative. Oh, for sure. Bullshit for my sure. entire life. For sure. That's all you see. Yeah. It would make me crazy. They don't even complain about, like, TV shows as much as they should. Right. Keep I complaining, feel the same way gays. About the people of color who's like, I'm like, oh, you just, like, are we done? <sighs> okay, I'm going to say something controversial. People are probably going to be I like, I can't oh. wait. This is exciting. Uh, everybody told me, oh, you should watch Yellowstone. You should watch Yellowstone. It's just another story about. Well, I mean, yeah, I do see that we we threw in a Native American, like, plot, like, I have only a few episodes in, so maybe I need to give it time. But right now, it just seems like we're really, like, siding with what, this feels very, like, uh, I want to go back to Wild Wild West, like, Cowboys and Indians, mm. and I'm, I'm like, don't we have another story to tell? Can we, like, switch the, the perspective? Like, please, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just felt like I, I, I was kind of resistant to, I'm like, I'm like, hmm. I'm looking at it. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the white guy I go on a date with is, is about to tell me about how he feels about women's rights and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, leaning back. Like what's this about to be like, even know. like, I just read like, an article in the, oh, um, the way. conversation, which is a great, uh, outlet, and it was about why are board games white and male? And oh, they for sure are. Trivial Pursuit? Come on. All of it. It's so crazy. I'll read Monopoly. you some of it. 92% of board game developers <gasps> are white men. Not just Wait, 92% white of board game what? Developers. Oh my gosh. Are white and men. And ninety two percent. That's a lot of percents. That's that's basically a hundred percent. And the imagery on the boxes is predominantly white and male at seventy seven percent. Holy fuck! Even though white straight males make up only twenty five percent of the U.S. population. Oh my gosh. And the U.S. being one of the world's largest consumer markets and straight white males being on an even smaller portion of the global market, they currently make up about 80% Ew. or more of the representation in board games. Yeah, you guys have had your turn. Can we just sit, just sit down for a bit? And if, if, they're, if these white guys... Do, I'm sorry. If you don't recognize why you need to sit down, then... That's a bigger problem. Yeah. I have a like, friend with a show on Netflix, and he 
was talking about how he hadn't been invited to like the, I think they're called the upfronts for Netflix also, where like you present your show and advertisers, whatever. And, um, but then he said, but I had my turn. It's now the turn of the underrepresented groups. And even though it's hard to swallow and that's fair, I can see like feeling personally like, oh, I wish I could be the face of. Yeah. All you can ask really is for someone to say, I get it, and they're right. Because yeah. nobody's going to like to give up the spotlight. I get that. Right, right, right. Because they're kind of being like, but it wasn't me personally, individually. But come on, can't you? It's like, go, this is go. the problem. So one of This is one of the issues with a, an individualistic society. How so? That there is a bigger focus on, like, it's the individual gain, the individual's success, the individual's Mm. mm, advancement that is, like, of utmost importance to the individual. If we believed in the greater good, our our neighbor, the community, and the community was... yeah. You know, well, like when my friend Christian from Road Rules from Norway came to visit, he was talking about how people talk about the American dream and like how you can come from nothing and work your way up and become this great success. But in certain parts of the world, it isn't seen as as virtuous as it is here. And because in order to get to that point. You do have to be cutthroat and, like, yes, not give do. a shit about yes. everybody else because all that matters is, like, am I going up the ladder? And a lot of times when people go up the ladder, they pull it up with, right with them. They don't leave it down for the other people. Yeah. yeah. And Cut it. I think it's important to hear those points of view because we're so, like, even I love the show Shark Tank. We watch it with Lincoln. It's super yeah, fun. Yeah. Silly to watch. That point of view of that show is very much about, like, the American dream and like right. I had was had all this stuff happen to me, but I, look at what I've done anyway. And they're mm-hmm. all like, oh, yeah, because they have an incentive to do that. They've Absolutely. all made it and they want everyone to still buy into this bullshit that like anyone can do it in equal opportunity. Yeah. No, that right. isn't. You could get lucky. Absolutely. Um, so like it's good to hear yeah. those other points of view where it's like eh, there's a downside. Mm hmm. Mm. And most Gosh. people don't get to live that dream. Right. Yeah. We're real I downer today. I we don't mean to be. Why are we shitting on everything? We're not. We're just pulling back the curtain. <laughs> yeah. We're just yeah. illuminating the truth. Yeah. We're ambassadors mm-hmm. of the truth, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, since so many podcasts, Joe Rogan, are not. Ain't that the truth? No. Um... Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read about that um, lady that bought the thirty-five dollar oh, thing at Goodwill? Susie, this is one be of the up articles it. that didn't make it in in uh, into the last show that I absolutely had to remember when I was talking to you about my my come up at my I was so proud of getting yeah. a good value a two hundred fifty dollar desk. Well, and the, and even like the tent you've. Still talking oh, about that. Oh, 
I will forever tell that any single time. If, if you are a person who's tent. gone camping with me, then you have heard this story. That one time I would. So I'm going to go ahead and tell it because yeah, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the good at in California, like by where I used to live, the Goodwill would get Target's old items, like items that maybe have been returned that they couldn't resell. There are yeah. certain laws about like what you can resell or not, maybe, and I think some of them just have to be donated. So I go to the Goodwill, and there is a tent, never been opened, brand new. I don't even know why it was returned. Probably, made, I don't know, maybe somebody used it once and was like, eh, I hate camping. And they were like, I'm take it back. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Right? <laughs> so funny. And... Uh, <laughs> We'll they had label so Target writes the price of what they think it should be sold for, like in Sharpie, and then the Goodwill comes in and they put their sticker on it. So Target wrote twenty nine ninety nine on it. Fair. The Goodwill mistagged it as two dollars and ninety nine cents, and I got a six person tent that fits a queen size mattress and looks like a small apartment for two dollars. I mean, 20, that is the deal of a lifetime. What? Deal of a lifetime. Deal of a lifetime. And you go like cost per use. It's Pennies. like they paid you. Pennies. They paid you to they take. They paid it. me. Please, yes, love it. Well, this some hooker went to Goodwill, <laughs> and she found a a while bust. ago in like oh, 2008. Was it? it was a bit ago. Oh, she's been keeping this close to the vest. Yeah. Okay. Well, she found like one of those plastery like yeah. busts of like yeah. a face and head and whatever yeah and uh took it home put it in the seatbelt in her car <laughs> strapped that baby in 35 bucks but she knew she was educated she knew it was something special it's from the first century bc roman relic i mean the sad thing about it? it i mean it makes me mad because like when i go to the goodwill it's like old like 1970s santa hats and stuff like weird yeah. like yeah mugs yeah a lot of like coffee mugs so oh <laughs> so many coffee mugs so many there i would like to halt production on coffee mugs in life with the exception of the brain candy <laughs> coffee mug in which case uh you should buy one for you and right. your friends no i'm we holding have it right capacity. now no more new design mugs. Yeah, ours are already we made. We have enough. We have them. Get them from us. We're good. Everybody has enough mugs. No more. Okay. So she... The bad news is, because this was... um, yeah. You know how when you go, you go to war and then you steal shit? You know it's, that whole thing. You know the last yeah. time you did that? Yeah. You went to war and you were like, I'll take this. I feel like that about real world houses. Like when you steal like a, a de- decoration from the house and you're really like not supposed to. Oh, I have so many of those. <laughs> You've already like given some away. I can even. show you one. I'm within arm's reach. This is just of... like the jacket, you guys. Remember that vest guys, she put on that one time? Guys, what is? Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? I love I that she keeps this it. stuff right next to her. I no joke have it. Hang on. Right here. Okay. Right we'll here. wait. The point is that this it's lady, right she had go. to give, oh, she's, I wow, she was not kidding. This. I mean, you barely got out of your look, chair. This is the set. Oh my God. This was, if you're this on is the set Patreon from our confessional in the real That's world. That's adorable. Brooklyn. 
And they I'm light so glad up. you stole that. And they yeah. light up. She said. And I, and I got everybody's signature on them. Are you going to make it light up in I your house? I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah I do plugged that. it in. I was like, think of it like maybe behind me I have, like, kind of like it's the confessional. Here, I just put it right <gasps> That's a great me. idea. Yeah. Wait, how did you get like, that yeah, fancy box for it, though? How did you what? get a box for it? It does have a box. How did you it, get that? Because it, it's the box it came in. How did you get that, though, if you just stole it? Well, because sl- stole it slash on the last day when they were breaking it down, I was like, I'm going to take this, and I just grabbed it. They said it. okay. Yeah. Okay, she looted, but it was sanctioned. Yeah, I, sanctioned looting. This is great. <laughs> well, Don't the, mind my rustling. Whatever it was that, this, however this lady got it, because however the Goodwill got it, Yeah. it was from somebody who did not have sanctioned looting. Right. So this lady had to give it back to a museum, and she only got a little bit of a finder's fee. But it's yeah, worth the, like a gazillion dollars. The article that I was reading said that it kind of made it sound like she was like she really wanted to do the right thing. Yes. It, it's very yeah, nice. That I she mean, she could have like, kept you know, it. I'm, I want to make sure that this goes back to like who it was supposed to go to. and But that's uh, only uh, because if she yeah. sold it on the illegal antiquities right. market i mean she could right. you know off what of her head kind of thing yeah <laughs> end up so just like she, that bust she could either <laughs> she could either keep it which right. whatever but or i give feel it like did, was that statement of like oh yes i i only accepted a small like that whole book i felt kind of like when I, you were like, my, my idea be, here's why because I love it. the date of when she acquired this to when this article came out oh. sounds to me like she shopped this around for a bit like she, like tr- like maybe fa- you know fa- <laughs> i love when you get cynical it's so great i cynical and i'm a, i would say i would I, I would identify as a picker and yeah. i'm not talking about my face yeah talking about antiques find- and i i like to fi- oh i had a great come i had another come up which I can't talk about because it might be your birthday present. <gasps> you're kidding. What is this oh, might be talk? I think you're really going to like this. Well, now I yeah, have to I get should. it. You've, I, you're in too deep now. It's so good. What if she sends me like a freaking gap no, sweater? No, like, you're going lo- to appreciate this. I know, I know that you will. And so, so I found it. How about this? I'll just okay. tell you what I paid for it. Okay. Five ninety nine. Okay. Then I went on eBay to look at what it cost, what it was selling for on there, because I knew that this is going to be like a, a thing. Almost $300. Really? Yeah. So it's something that you would never expect. So you'd be like, what? But if you have a not, you'd be like, yoink, I want this. Wow. Yeah. And whenever you're at Goodwill... Yeah. How do you sort of know that? Like, what is this gift that you have? Because I do there are feel a few like things I look for. Okay, tell me. On ceramics, I look at the bottom, and if it's any sort of like engraved, if it like you want to look at like what the stamp on the bottom is, what the it'll usually be an indicator of maybe like the time period that it came from, or like whether it was like a one of a kind piece mm-hmm. or more. You know, it, you can usually tell if it was from Target or from 
like mid you know like 1950s by like yeah. a stamp on the bottom um then i all i try to i get i always look for things that are non-porous materials so anything that could be very easily cleaned or restored so like a you know and woods you can't you know most of them you can restore pretty well but like metal glass wood ceramic so okay. nothing that has anything that's like fabric unless it's like a chair and you can like recover it and like because you don't want old fabric. Blech. Do you think there's a way to find like you know how like the location of the store maybe? 100% absolutely matters what so is, much. Okay, what's a good location for it? So, well, I'll tell you what's fucking not a good location. Do not go bother going to the Goodwills in LA. Right. I went to the Goodwill in LA. And the goodwill on Ventura Boulevard is so stupid. You might as well go shop at the garbage a fancy shme- at, at Sotheby's oh, auction house. They, they I was like, things. you're out of your freaking mind. Ninety nine dollars for this. Uh, when goodwill, the tags are over a hundred dollars. I'm oh, sorry, I you're didn't know out that. of your That's mind. Crazy. They they they. You have to go somewhere. I think you you go, gotta like, go where the dum dums live. You go where, but also in older communities, like retire, like in places where the houses are like right at the age where people might be, like yeah, lights out, because then you get the stuff that the kids don't want to deal with, and they're not willing to. But you don't know what grandma had from her, like, you know, my grandma had jewelry that was like Native American silver like amazing jewelry that if you didn't know what it was like it would have been yeah. it would have been you in would like think a it costume, was like costume. Jewelry, yeah. one dollar each thing that's how it goes i can even see how this bust ended up there that is totally like yeah. the world war Two. somebody whatever they had that in their garage in like some and then that person passed away and their kids were like, oh, I don't want to deal what with it. Just send this? it all yeah. to the Goodwill. If you were yeah. in a war, would you steal anything? Like no. That? Oh, I would. Listen, I be in a if war. I'm risking my life, I mean, come on. Wait, who am I stealing from? The country that you're in. Like if like, you're fighting in battle and then you win and you're like, oh, look at that. Pretty like I'm looting, painting. essentially. Like, yeah. But I would because. Is it martial law? I mean, it's definitely, yeah, international law, like, that is a war crime. You know, you're but, like, allowed. that's work, but, like, in, in is it, a, no, I'm not, Susie, I'm a rule know, follower. Very, I'm not going to do anything nice that could, that, that if I were watching myself, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's a criminal activity. I'm not going to, no, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't. That's nice of you. I just feel like, listen, these rules are arbitrary. You're asking me to die for something, and I can't take this fucking bust? Yeah, okay, that's fair, but, like, yeah. it's a lot Mm. to ask. Who came up with these rules? you know, I I think about, I feel like it's got to follow the same rules as the lopsum jetsum rules. I think I'm saying those words correctly. Okay. One, and I can't remember which is which, but this ha- has to do with treasure or anything that on a ship. Yeah. One of them is 
if the ship is going down and you throw things overboard, yeah, that stuff, fair game. Fair game. You're allowed. Yeah. But if the ship goes down and the stuff is still on the ship, like it wasn't thrown overboard, can't take it. Well, that's stupid. What's the rule? Why is that the rule? Like if, if, I don't know, because I don't know, because then you're like, a, you're abandoning stuff. You're saying like, I got, hmm, that's a good point. Why is I just that feel like it's so arbitrary. I don't know. And it's all white men that came up with this stuff. I'm like, are you sure that we can't? Because maybe, maybe I take a picture. Maybe I take this painting. It's real pretty. Yeah. But like, I feel like, oh, <laughs> Sarah it gets can messy. be convinced. I love it so much. Nah, like I, can talk I, I just don't like, crimes. I can't steal. Please, I couldn't steal a sticker that one time when I, a tag off of a clothing piece, like a tag on, on a t-shirt when I was 13. I couldn't do that. So You're I'm not going to start with. Or like, I don't know. That's why when somebody that you were dating at one time accused you of being dishonest, I was like, they don't know you at all. Who accused me of just being dishonest? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I was like, crazy. I was like, uh, just so you know, I can't, like, like impossible. That's not happening. Yeah. I don't love that. You would know in two seconds. You, yeah. No. We could accuse you of other things. That ain't one of them. No. No. Not like returning she, text messages? Yeah. <laughs> definitely. She, Forgetting birthdays slash anniversaries? 100%. Is she going to lie? No. No. That ain't happening. Not going to happen. Don't know how. Let's wind it down. I don't know. Are you serious already? I think. I think it's time. I've been talking so much. <laughs> Did I just like totally bogart all your... your no. No. With my no, flops no. and jepsum. Also, no. little fact, little, little... A little thing I want to share with that. If you're wondering what the eels' names are in The Little Mermaid, it's Flopsum Jetsum. That's true. I don't that think I'm saying true. those words right, but I, I it's close. <laughs> I think you are. I love it. Okay. It's perfect. But those are the uh, names. Okay. Eels. What clever names. I will. Okay. I'll tell you one more thing before we wind it down. They were not at The Little Mermaid. There experience. was an article in the New York Times recently about this guy who, Dr. Fryer, and he was the guy. What is so funny? I don't know. Anytime anything ends with ER, I always wanted to say, Friar, I just met her. <laughs> That's well, terrible. He um, is the guy who in 1972, he was a psychiatrist. He um, donned a rubber Nixon mask Oh, yeah. and went in front of the American... I guess it's the American Psychiatry Association uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and said, I'm a psychiatrist APA. and I am gay yeah. <gasps> and it, it's not a mental disorder and you guys need to oh. stop it with this DSM designation. What year did you say? This 1972, happened? he did oh, wow. this. Okay. Yeah. And like the only way he could do it is in a mask because otherwise he would be fired because at that time, since it was considered a mental illness, you couldn't practice mm-hmm. and crazy. be out yeah. and so and it, even in that time i think it was like 42 states that um had sodomy as a crime wow. even yeah yeah but then he sort of disappeared like he just 
he didn't tell his mom. He didn't tell any of his family, anybody that he was the guy. And a year yeah. later, they did remove it from the, the DSM. And yeah. so he, it was, it was successful. Mm-hmm. But the New York Times article was so interesting because it just showed how even when you were out, like, or did, like, you were part of the community of, like, gay yeah. psychiatrists, like, you got fired if anyone found out. And you had to, like, work. The only company that would hire him is, like, the state mental hospital. Oh, yeah. You couldn't get a job. So, like, then your career suffers. Yeah. And that's the part that I think people forget even now about the ways that discrimination makes the playing field not even for everyone. Totally, Suze. And it was really – this is such an extreme example that it makes you think about the more subtle Yep. Ones that happened today, even. But just like how he was proud of what he did, but also there was like just, it was like a bittersweet yeah. type of thing. Um, yeah. So maybe Dahlia could put that in the newsletter because it was a really fascinating life story, but like not altogether happy. And, and to how, like know that you're that person and have to keep that a secret would be Yeah. Hard. I think he was. Uh, introduced himself as like Mr. Anonymous. Like he was, yeah. It's just so hard. I am, I am always impressed with people who are able to be in an industry that is currently actively discriminating against them. I felt the same way when we watched the homecoming episode and it was Danny's boyfriend, Paul, who was in the military and, you know, and they're participating in this thing that is. That is such a great example of exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That like he should be proud of his service and all. Yes. But then there's like this underbelly. Yeah. It was really good. So check that out. Anyway, we, we covered. (sighs) Breaking up. That's why discrimination is so stupid. Because, like, what? These people are are not going to, like, disappear because of the rules. Like, this is a. People are gay. People are gay. People are trans. People People are are trans. Get over it. Hey, get used to it. That's how it is. Some people are just because you want them to go away does not make things different. Sorry. No. Golly. Like I said, some people are chicken people. They like chickens. Yeah. Deal with it. Just deal with it. Some people make game shows where you have to decide if someone's pregnant or fat. Oh, my God. So weird. We will not deal with that. Nope. We will not. Board no. games. I can't use... believe that 92%. That is insane. Ew. I hate it. Ew. Even if you go to like a... Has um... bro. Yeah. Has bro. I'm writing that. How down. about has sis? <laughs> I'm dying. Um... Anyway, Roman Relic, you get the idea. Don't forget to um, subscribe, tell a friend. Check out our merch. Check out our our Patreon. How about our mug? Maybe you don't have enough. Yeah. I shouldn't have announced that for everyone. Maybe you're like, you know what I need right now? You don't know about their mug. A mug. Their mug needs. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.